0: Welcome to Faith FM, Drive Time Big Q&A. This is the program where we respond to difficult questions concerning God, faith, contemporary religion and the Bible, and where we look at the world religious trends in the light of Bible prophecy. I am Nikkurita, your host. Thank you for tuning in. Please stay with us for this hour as we are going to have a very interesting program, I believe. And I would like to say right from the beginning, hello to our co-host here in the studio. And this is Tracy Papandreou. Tracy, it's good to have you with us.
1: Thanks, Nick. And hi to all the listeners.
0: Well, I like to say hello also to um, our good friend uh, David De Lima from Family Voice Australia. David is the director of Family Voice Australia for South Australia and Northern Territory, but I don't know what he's doing in uh, Sydney right now. Hi, David, how are you? <laughs>
2: hello, Nick, and hello, Tracy. Yes, just over here uh, visiting family.
0: All right, but hey, uh, how it's in Sydney? How is uh, weather there, and how is family?
2: Yes, uh, all all nice here. It's
0: threatening to rain, but uh, been wonderful to catch up with loved ones. Oh, that's beautiful! Very good, very good. Hey, uh, David and uh, Tracy, uh, we are talking um, today uh, a little bit more about the environment because the whole week we looked at this, uh, the Bible, the church, and the environment. Now uh, we ask few questions like uh, whose responsibility is the environment. And another question was, um, should humanity subdue the earth? Another good question uh, we dealt with was, uh, what... Does the Bible say about natural disasters? And you know, we are surrounded with uh, all these things going on right now. Actually, as we speak in uh, our country here in Victoria, terrible floods and fires before in uh, Sydney, David there in New South Wales, uh, also some things going on and, um, yeah, well, I wonder, uh, you know, why these things uh, happening so frequently. Uh, but it's interesting that if we look in the Bible, we'll find some answers there. Also, the other day was a very interesting one. I, I like that one. Um, could vegetarianism benefit the environment? And I thought that's, you know, that's a very good question, actually, uh, because uh, these days it's a lot of talk about uh, environment and uh, lots of actions, you know, to be taken and... Uh, um It's one that
1: I pose back at people who make a lot of noise about climate and everything, and I know that they're not vegetarians. Mm. I will say, well, if it's that important to you, then maybe perhaps you should look at vegetarianism Mm -hmm. and (laughs) and walk the walk.
0: All right. I'm, (laughs) I'm, I'm looking forward to hear a bit more about that, maybe, Tracy, as we go through the program. Because we are going to pose a question here today. What did Jesus say about the environment? Was such a thing? Back then, in those days, I mean, uh, yes, in our time, uh, environment, it's a big issue. You know, we're talking so much uh, about this, but was in Jesus' time also something which he considered... Stay with us, my dear friend. Uh, we are going to um, talk about this just a little bit later, but I'd like to come now, and uh, Tracy and David, uh, if you want to make a comment about these questions which we already dealt with uh, during the um, previous days, uh, please feel free to to do that, and I'm encouraging my dear friend listening today, if you miss some of those programs, uh, for a reason or the other, you can go back on uh, our uh, FaithFM site, faithfm.com.au, or if you don't have a Theta FM app, why not to download that right now? I mean, if you're driving, don't do that now, but... Uh Download out Fate FM app. It's Fate FM Australia, and you will enjoy uh, lots of things uh, there. And you can listen on your on demand uh, for the programs you want.
1: You know, Nick, Nick um, I didn't get to listen to it live, but I listened to some of the podcasts through the week, and I was uh, I found it quite interesting the topic on vegetarianism, where they actually pulled out some stats with regards to you know how much water is consumed as opposed to produce uh, a liter of cow's milk as opposed to a litre of plant-based milk and, you know, um, the, the the resources that are needed to um, produce, I think it was a, a kilo of meat that they were talking about as opposed to a kilo of wheat. And it was really quite interesting to have those stats there. So I would encourage um, our listeners who... Um, Aren't aware of that kind of those kinds of details, which I wasn't, um, to hop on and, and, and take a listen because mm. you know it does actually, it's very helpful to be able to have that kind of information when you're having these discussions about the environment, um, yes. to, to be able to pose some positive um, things that people can do as an individual to, to make a difference.
0: Absolutely right. And while you're saying that, uh, Tracy, I just want to. Um give a moment uh, attention to one of the text messages coming through uh, about that, what you just said here and uh, that's from John. Uh, John is saying here hi guys and girls uh, because we had the uh, uh, lady and uh, gentleman on that program says thank you for your program, some interesting statistics and we all agree that the world it's in control, under Satan's yeah. control uh, somehow. but all all we all remember prior to the uh, flood, you know, Noah's uh, days that nobody eat meat. And just what you're just saying there, Tracy, everyone was veggie or vegetarian. Um, and the Bible actually talks about that, that God gave us uh, fruits and uh, uh, grains and uh, seeds to eat. And, uh, yeah, thanks for that uh, message, uh, John. And the message goes quite a bit uh, here, and I'm not sure if, uh, if we have time to just look into the whole uh, text. But, yeah, thank you so much. And, um, David, uh, any thoughts in regard to this before I'm coming to you to ask you if you can take us through some of the things happening?
2: Yes, Nick. Well, the the whole notion of the environment really has to be connected to every aspect of life, including what we eat and where it comes from. But uh, uh, Paul also said, of course, that the kingdom of heaven is not a matter of eating and drinking. So while it's important that we consider that, there are higher matters. And the morality of the nation is a higher matter. And Jesus spoke about those who were keen to handle their herbs judiciously, but said that there are greater matters to consider. Mm. And the the morality of the nation is much higher, of course. Mm. So it's very disturbing to have uh, learned this week that uh, Pope Francis has said that some Catholic Catholic priests are going to be able, they may be able to use their discretion concerning the blessing of same-sex couples. So it's not exactly a decision out of Rome although when the Pope speaks most people who follow him tend to listen and so it's very disappointing I've got to say because uh, this this is uh, really saying that, that same-sex relationships are good and, and worthy of blessing, mm. but of course they're not. They're not. And now the paper's made clear that he doesn't want any confusion between same-sex relationships on the one hand and marriage on the other. But if if one is to be defended and the, and the other isn't, then how on earth can you bless people who are, who are in that uh, disordered mm. relational situation? So... Very disappointing, but some good news coming out of Britain this week is that um, the Prime Minister, Rishi Sunak, uh, has put it out there very strongly that a man is a man and a woman is a woman. So that's common sense, uh, he went on to say. Mm. I'm delighted that uh, that Rishi Sunak there in in the United Kingdom is prepared to speak up on these matters, and um, this whole gender confusion that we are facing now really needs to be sorted out. And also very pleased that uh, uh, Senator Jacinta Price from the Northern Territory uh, has said that uh, once this uh, voice campaign's over and uh, at this stage it's looking uh, increasingly that it's going to fail absolutely spectacularly, Uh, And miserably, for for those who who want it, uh, a a family divorce, we're very concerned about it and Mm. we're campaigning no, But um, it looks like it's going to fail miserably. But she said that uh, when it's over, she will then be devoting her energies to helping to uh, shine the spotlight on all of this gender confusion. So um, it's wonderful that uh, Prime Minister Sunak is uh, recognising the truth about uh, uh, the, the difference between male and female and uh, and I hope that uh, Pope Francis will also follow suit because, of course, Jesus said, have you not read at the beginning that God made the male and female? Mm-hmm. And for this reason, the man will leave his mother and father and be joined to his wife. Uh, and so the whole reason that we have a gender difference is because uh, God intended that marriage be protected and instituted. So mm. uh, something that we need to go back to time and time again. But this this whole question of the environment, if we... If we don't live in a morally upright manner, how can we expect God's blessing to be upon the environment? Mm, mm. And uh, the Bible makes very clear the connection between uh, how how the community of faith lives on the one hand, and how the environment prospers on the other. So we absolutely need to restore a, a theology of uh, of environmentalism that's anchored in uh, in responding to the Christian gospel.
0: Indeed. Uh, thank you so much, David, for mentioning uh, those things. And, you know, we may think that that's nothing in um, connection with uh, uh, what we are going to talk about uh, the environment, you know, and, uh, you know, the Bible, church and the environment and issues like uh, gay marriages or uh, uh, just, uh, you know, th- that's on the radar right now. You know, like yes. with, with this in all all over the world, and we may think that there is not connection, but actually there is, uh, as you just pointed out right now, uh, uh, David, morality, if we just uh, throw it out the window, uh, morality, and then how can we expect to have blessings and to uh, follow God's instruction on other areas and what That's even true. yeah what even troubles me more than that uh, it's uh, David recently in the recent years the catholic church actually put some um, things out there in the press about the environment in particular and um, uh, talking about this and i wonder how could you see the need in one area and you don't see it in the other one I mean, the Bible says, do these things and don't let the other things undone, <laughs> you know?
1: Well, it, just, it yeah. just, just goes to show, Nick, that unfortunately for, for that church, the Bible do, is not held up as the main um, uh, authority, mm. if you like, um, because if you say that a church holds up the word of God as the main authority, there is no possible way that you can bless something where these people who are wanting to be blessed by um, the churches, obviously they believe in God, mm. but they are not prepared to go along with what God says. They, mm. they want to stay in rebellion Against what God says is right or not, yeah. however, receive the blessing. And if the head of a church is allowing, um, workers below the priest to actually give that blessing if they wish to, mm-hmm. then I just don't, you know, to me, that's a demonstration that the word really doesn't mean anything, um, to, to that church
0: yeah and i must say here now uh, that we are not going we are not talking against our dear friends you know who are uh, going Go into uh, with uh, along with this um, the catholic church but we are talking about here as a voice as an institution and um, you know there are over a billion people following you know um, uh, what pope francis is putting out and is saying and some will take it very, very serious, you know, and I think very, that's very important. And David, you mentioned uh, uh, some leaders of this country who are, um, you know, you can be one side or the other in, in, um, in terms of like issues, like as you just mentioned here with this referendum. Uh, but yeah, I was glad to hear that um, from uh, Western Australia. Was that or Northern Territory you said? Um, uh, David, uh, uh, the... L- yes, yeah, from the nor- Northern
2: Territory. Uh, Northern center, Territory, yeah. Yes, yes. Yes. Yeah.
0: yes, she's concerned about these uh, things. And uh, wh- while, you know, she will have a bit more hands-free to say mm-hmm. so, this one uh, going through, uh, she will stand for some things. And that's wonderful. And that's- I
1: got a perception of that when I was listening to her um, speech to the Press conference, Mm. and she actually corrected a journalist or the guy who was presenting her when he talked about her partner. And she said, actually, he's my husband. Mm. And I thought, "Mm, this lady seems like she stands for um, some important um things here that she wanted to correct the journalist yeah family because these
0: days is not even uh you know by by the laws going on you cannot call your husband husband or your wife wife you have to just call it what (laughs) you know maybe um just partner will be maybe the closest because you cannot offend um uh, to call uh you know if if in if you are in a um, same sex marriage, uh, wife or husband, you can't, you know, because that's by the words doesn't sound good. Yeah. But yeah, anything else, uh, David, would like to say before we we'll let you go, because we really want to you to enjoy time with the family, and um, yeah, we don't want to um, mm-hmm. to put too much burden on you today.
2: Oh, <laughs> well, thank you for that. Next, yes, uh, full marks to Senator Price because. She is, in fact, under huge attack because of her views. Uh, She has uh, friends and enemies both within the Indigenous and non-Indigenous communities, but uh, her personal mobile phone number was uh, leaked by someone a couple of weeks ago, and, of course, she's been uh, receiving um, very, very nasty text messages from people who don't seem to be willing to argue sensibly, you know, Mm. sitting down rationally to talk about the pros and cons of this was proposal that are just resorting to, to negative uh, statements. Now, this is true of some on the no side, but it's largely on the yes side, I've got to say, in all fairness. Mm. The, the protests and the, uh, the abuse, are, uh, it's not, not a huge amount, but it's a significant amount. And um, I heard just yesterday of an Indigenous man who was going going to vote uh, early in the pre-poll and he didn't want to receive a yes, how to vote card, mm. uh, clearly indicating that he was going to be voting no. And though he's indigenous, he was accused of being racist. So <laughs> it's just, it's just bizarre what's going on in our country. I mean, we, uh, we, we need after the referendum has passed, has uh, finished. Um, and it, it, it's not likely to pass at this stage, but we need to sit down and ask ourselves, what on earth, what on earth happened? How, how on earth did we get ourselves in such a mess? Mm. Uh, so, so, yeah, we really need to do some uh, national style searching on this issue, mm. like so many others.
0: Yes, indeed, indeed, And David and Tracy and different listening today, we really live very, very interesting times. And I think more uh, confusion will come, uh, more thi- um, you know, things will come up and we'll just, you know, put those big eyes out as what's going on. But hold on, stay strong because uh, you know the Bible actually tells us uh, that God will never leave us, never forsake us and He's in control of all things. We just need to know what's amen. what's God's plan and what's God's agenda to say, so not man's agenda. And
1: then stand back and let Him
0: yeah, let, let take him, hold of us. Amen for that. Hey, David, uh, thank you so much again. May God bless you. Please say hello to your family, to your uh, friends and relatives there in uh, Sydney from us from Faith FM and and um yeah you take care and hope to see you um soon here next in the week. studio next week <laughs> okay okay then god <laughs> bless you okay bye bye uh, we are taking bye-bye. a short break here just um right now i mean just a little ad but before that i would like to encourage our listeners to be part of this program you know we talked about already a few different uh, very interesting uh, aspects you know and things going on in life why not to have a uh say through this um, broadcast and you can send us a text message to 4 That's the number where you can send us text messages and you can be part of this program. Maybe ask a question or make a comment uh, um, or you may just want to uh, put a prayer request there. Please do that and I'm encouraging you to be in touch with us through the number 4 04- 888 Make sure that you have this number uh, written down there because we are going to come with a special offer today a wonderful book which we'd we'll like to give you it's a gift from us uh, to you and um, we'll do that just uh, a little bit later but uh, right now just a little plug and we'll be back again This program is made possible by the support of Adventist World Radio and we thank uh, the Adventist World Radio for their support, and they're doing a wonderful work uh, all around the world themselves uh, with uh, with what's going on in, uh, in this world, and uh, preaching the gospel uh, in places where Even humans cannot uh, reach, you know, and that's wonderful. Through the waves, you know, the commission, the great commission which God uh, uh, said to the disciples, go to preach the gospel to the whole world is going through. And even something more special, uh, Jesus said that he's coming back when this gospel will reach the whole world. And through the waves, we are doing that. And Mm -hmm. um, Adventist World Radio is also doing a wonderful, wonderful work. Well, okay. Well, uh, Tracy, um, let's uh, let's move a little bit into our uh, topic uh, today, and I may just uh, pose this uh, question to you again, um, because as I said, we we are talking about the Bible, the Church, and the environment, and we had few questions already. We mentioned that a bit earlier. We looked at, uh, but today we want to look a little bit more. What did Jesus say about the environment?
1: Mm. He didn't say a terrible lot about it, but he did have a few things to say about it. Obviously, it wasn't his top priority. Uh, he was more interested in um, preaching and helping man to understand his need of uh, being saved and, and transformation, the fact that we're all in this a cosmic battle, mm. if you like, between good and evil. But wh- why would we be concerned about what he has to say? Well, Jesus was intimately familiar with the environment. After all, he was actually the creator. Mm-hmm. That was something that um when I started to delve into the Bible, it was interesting for me to discover because, you know, I always learned that God is creator um and we know that that you know there there is the trinity there is the the um three identity godhead but uh jesus was actually out of the godhead the entity uh, that was chosen, if you like, to do this particular work. And we know that from what is uh, in John 1.1. 1, 1. I'll just read that, Nick. It says, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things were made through him, and without him nothing was made that was made. In him was life, and the life was the light of men and the light shines in the darkness, and the darkness did not comprehend it. So that's where it makes it very clear that Jesus was actually the entity of the Godhead that was involved in actually the the act of, of creation. And we often say, you know, God is the creator, mm. and that's quite true because of this Entity of the Godhead But um, yes, that was a revelation to me When I came into deeper study of the Bible To understand that it was actually Jesus Who was the one who um, who did that creating mm. So we can be comfortable then That he knows what he's on about Sure You know, uh, he was involved in the very beginning He wrote the manual He knows the beginning from the end um, and I'll talk a little bit about some of the, um, the, the things he has to say and some of the ways he kind of talked about uh, the environment. But I'd like to bring this up fairly early on in terms of what he had to say about what would happen to our world mm. as time went on. So in Matthew 24... And it's usually in people's, uh, Bibles, there is a heading, the signs of the times and the end of the age. And, uh, in, uh, verse, uh, three, it says, Now as he sat on the Mount of Olives, the disciples came to him privately, saying, Tell us when will these things be? And he had previously talked about the fact of the temple being um, over- overturned. Um, and they said, And what will be the sign of your coming and of the end of the age? And Jesus answered and said to them, Take heed that no one deceives mm-hmm. you. So therefore we know that there's going to be... Um, uh, contradictory ideas mm-hmm. about all of this, uh, and there is going to be deception around the end of time, but he talks about the fact many will come in my name saying I'm the Christ and will deceive many. But here is a part that I wanted to emphasize. He said, and you will hear of wars and rumors of wars. See that you are not troubled for all these things must come to pass, but the end is not yet. For nation will rise against nation, and kingdom against kingdom, and there will be famines, pestilence, and earthquakes in various places. All these are the beginning of sorrows. Mm. So we know that um, we should expect that this is part of the playing out of our environment and our planet. I, I have I have heard increasingly people starting to talk about the fact that global warming is the thing that is going to bring more pestilence. Well, it may be mm-hmm. because of that. It may mm-hmm. be for other reasons. Um, you know, sometimes I say to people, uh, there's a lot that we don't understand and do we necessarily need to understand, you know, to the nth degree of the detail if we know that... Um, this is actually what will happen. That God has us in His hand. Mm-hmm. Um, that we don't need to, um, you know, uh, be overly panicked about it uh, and what is going on. I actually feel so much for people who don't have a belief in God mm-hmm. or don't believe as uh, in God as a creator, because. As Christians, we have this. Um, well, I would say there's a peace that we can have about it, because we know that even though, um, you know, it, it, things it, are
0: going, it, you know, in the in the wrong direction. Yeah, uh, and, God and, promised and, us that uh, you know He's in control. I mean, yeah,
1: yeah. Increasingly, we see that there are more and more. Earthquakes, mm. floods—you mm. know, even the situation with Victoria right now. They had, you know, fear fear of uh, houses being burnt down, and then the next day it was like fear that they might be flooded out. Yes, so you know the situation um, uh, is 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 really uh, becoming more of more of an issue, but. We are told that this is this is what will what will happen. Actually, I'll just go there now because I intended to speak a little bit later about it. Mm. Um, but uh, I just I think it's the right time for me to bring this out. Where um, there's a scripture in Isaiah fifty one six, which talks about the fact that. The earth's just going to get old, you Mm. know. Uh, Lift up your eyes to the heavens and look on the earth beneath, for the heavens will vanish away like smoke. The earth will grow old like a garment, Mm. and those who dwell in it will die in like manner. So we know that this is what is is going to happen, just like, you know, I've been I mean, actually, I'm really good. I do a lot of hand washing. So many of my clothes, they actually, I've got clothes that I still wear that are 20 years old. Actually, I, I buy a lot of classic things. So, so they last a long time as well. And because I hand wash a lot of things, they, they last a lot. But, you know, they don't last forever. And you know, it's interesting that it gives the analogy of like a garment. You know, the the only time when garments didn't wear out was with um, the Israelites when they were travelling through the desert for forty years, and their sandals didn't miraculously didn't wear out, and neither did their clothes. Um, it's not normal that that should be the case, and we're told that the earth will wear out like a garment and it's you know we're kind of seeing you know that winding down if you like interesting
0: that you said that uh, um, Tracy because as you're talking about even though we may think that Jesus didn't say much about the environment but he talked a lot about what's going to happen you know to this uh, earth um, and even as I looked to some parables I can see that Jesus uh, really takes some uh, Points out of uh, whatever surrounds us you know and yes. the environment, for example, the uh, parable of the soul um, speaks about how the ground can be some can be very hard um, by the way i 'm going to talk about this uh, actually tomorrow i 'm going to talk to a church just nearby here, and I learn uh, some things that you know the hardness of that soil where the seed is not penetrating through that could be the the hardness of our heart mm. you know mm. and uh, we can learn a lot from the environment and what jesus spoke about that on the on the passage in isaiah mm. You know, the Bible speaks speaks quite a bit about uh, the um, things going to happen in the last days prophetically and uh, be, just before before Jesus will come. And as you pointed out here in the Old Testament, I spoke that this world will will run old like a like an old like garment, a garment. Yeah. you know? I asked myself sometime, I thought why so much emphasis and so much, uh, you know, push Towards the saving the world, when Jesus said that He's coming back and uh, this will vanish, you know, it will be it will be wiped out because
1: there's so many people who don't believe. E, in but it.
0: instead of instead of concentrating on what God wants us to know in these times, again, so are you ma-
1: talking about Christians? You're no, I'm, I'm talking about
0: general, but Christians okay. too. Yeah, yeah. Christians too, because. Yeah. The condition of the human beings, it's always a bit like that. When God says, do this, they say, no, we're not doing, going to do it. When God says, don't do that, they say, no, we're going to do it. You know. And God now is talking about that he's going to come back. He's going to um, take us home in heaven and he's going to make a new heaven, a new earth. We don't need to actually waste all our time concentrating on this. We should concentrate on our relationship with God now. I'm not saying that we need to be neglectful mm, mm. in uh, for the everything what surrounds us, yeah, yeah. for the environment, for the relationships, and all those as we talked with David about what's going on. Mm. No, we need to be very good stewards, mm. you know, uh, for God in terms. But I think we have a wrong direction.
1: Yeah, exactly. I mean, and as I said, you know, like... Um, uh, Jesus talked about the environment, but it certainly was a, a minor thing in terms of what he was interested in. He was interested in helping people to understand and recognize their need uh, to be rescued from themselves and sin, if you like. And um, he used, though, he used... Uh, agrarian examples a lot. When he told parables, he talked about you know um, the example of fishing, uh, farming, all of this kind of thing, because you know the 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 people he was speaking to that was essentially their lives. You know those that was how he could um, more easily illustrate his his point. But you know there is um, a big uh, connection between when our heart is not right. Mm. And even the environment. I mean, I think about the parable of the farmer who had an overabundance, mm-hmm. and he wanted to store it all up. He said, "Wow, this is great. Uh, you know, I'm doing so well. Uh, rather than share it around, you know what I'm going to do? I'm just going to bo- I'm just going to uh, build a bigger barn and keep all my stocks, and then I'm sitting pretty, and I'm going to have uh, a big Relax, and you know, um, God was trying to in that parable help people understand how um, dangerous covetousness Mm -hmm. and uh, being too tied to our wealth and our possessions can be. You know, His instruction, God's instructions, um, when also He talked about not to gather to the very edges of the crops. Mm So that there would be something for people who were the poor, poor who could come, and they could actually, you know, they could they could uh, gather gather from mm. the fields mm. and and be able to get by that way. There wasn't a social security system in in those days, and all of God's. If you delve into, you know, the the instructions that were given, you know, they're all about to ensure that not only was the earth um, what's the word I want to use? uh, uh overmind, overworked. Even even the the land got a rest every seven years. Yes, yes, right. He had lots of uh, great um, guidance and 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 regulations around how to keep. Balance
0: and, and saying that again, you know, we—it's very paradoxal sometimes what we're saying, you know, what we're doing. We are concentrated to save the planet. We're saying all those things, and we are exploding this planet, you know, to the maximum. We want to put crops like even uh, two, three crops if it's possible during the year, not to re- let the ground to rest.
1: Um, Mind you, there are farmers who are who have cottoned on to that. I have a friend who is a farmer here in Adelaide and he said he does actually rest certain um,
0: I fields. know so, because we I used said to do him you know that yeah. that's
1: actually from the Bible you know so he had no idea it was from the Bible but yeah. yeah
0: but we used to do that back home where I come from because I was uh, you know we, I come from a farming background mm. and um, you know with the, with this in mind um, pushing towards certain things uh we we want to give that um, kind of uh, image that we are we care about things because we want to save the planet, for example, environment and so on and so forth. But we are so selfish, mm. you know. We are back in those days, as you just pointed out. The instruction was: don't be so greedy. Don't uh, uh, gather everything. Let live there for the poor. Look after the poor in particular. Uh, in these days. That's not the case necessarily. Mm. You know, we are more into different direction. But hey, time is going very quickly. And I wonder if you could just a little bit, maybe um, tell us a little bit more about, um, you know, uh, um, what do you think, you know, Jesus might say about the, the plans to bring about the change to save the planet? You know, because we are talking about to save the planet, but what? God has to say.
1: You know, what just came into my mind in that moment, Nick, as you were saying that, was how um, it's in Genesis. There are the plans uh, that the people make that they decide to build the Tower of Babel and they make the city there and God has told them, you know, I want you to kind of scatter and not come together, you know, in one big populous city, uh, and they, um, you know, and, and, he, and he'd given the promise that he would never send a flood again, mm. right? But they, one, didn't trust him, and two, thought they know knew better and decided to build, you know, a tower as high as they could that would take them right up to, to heaven. And it was like, well, we'll just do what we want to do. There was so much this... Um, idea of independence from God. Mm, mm. And that's where we at, we are at these days. I mean, there was a census not that long ago which showed that for the first time, Christianity had become a minor yes. uh, religion here in Australia. And um, as a result, you've got more people who see themselves as independent Of God, and so anything that God has to say about it is really irrelevant. Mm -hmm. And when we've got that as our majority, well, you know that that we've got the end end result. You know, when people were not sure how to put their faith in action in the past, Mm. Jesus directed them back to the scriptures. He said, "You know what? What? What do the what do the scriptures tell you?" You know, but so often, even amongst Christians, the word is not held up as as the standard. Um, I would, I believe that um, Jesus would remind them of their individual obligations. Mm. You know, humans were given a special responsibility and sovereignty over the animals and nature and sometimes you know um some people who perhaps have not read the read the bible fully or they've got a dist- distorted view of it they kind of think that christians have this view that we've got dominion over everything and so therefore mm. we can exploit everything whatever we want um and maybe also because we have the idea that this isn't this world isn't going to last, and mm. we kind of think, "Oh, we'll just be in it for you know and get the best you can out of it, and we certainly don't see it that way at all, you know um genesis one twenty eight says Then God blessed them. He's talking about Adam and Eve. And God said to them, be fruitful and multiply, fill the earth and subdue it, have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the air, and over every living thing that moves on the earth. Mm. Now, does that mean he wanted them to become... meat eaters straight away? No. Um, you know, the idea of introduction of eating meat, that only came after the flood when there was no vegetation. Mm-hmm. At that point in time, it became necessary for God to allow eating of meat. But there's also around about that time that um, people's uh, li- life expectancy was cut dramatically.
0: You so. know, a thought came in my mind here, wouldn't be better... When God allowed man to eat meat to say, okay, because of the circumstances, because of the situation, there was nothing vegetation there. And then when the vegetation came back and everything that then then to say we're going back, God, to what you told us from the beginning. But no, man wants to to, to go that way. Why? Because we are all about ourselves. Rather than to obey God and to listen to God, because I think when God allowed that was not saying that from now on, because I cannot find in the Bible there from now on, don't eat uh, fruits and grains and uh, all those things, but eat meat now. No, God says that just allowed that. And I presume now I will say that that for a period of time.
1: Yeah, yeah. And also you have to stop and think about, which I've never stopped and thought about until just this moment, you know, he didn't speak into existence again all of the plants, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. He did it this way and maybe that was because... You know, this would shorten people's lives and, you know, with people with sin in their heart, Mm. maybe not so good to have them roaming around for a thousand years almost.
0: We need to take a short break here, Tracy, and we'll uh, we'll come back um, soon just to bring a bit more together. But uh, my dear friend listening today, I really want you to um, enjoy a book which we prepared for you today. And this is called End Time Hope. A journey to eternity. You know, this world may go crazy, may go in a direction may. W- may. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> which we may not like to uh, to see happening. But you know what? Why not to um cling on the promises of God and uh, understand what God has prepared for us, what God has in plan for us? This wonderful book, End Time Hope and A Journey to Eternity, Can be yours. You can send us a text message with the code SA138 to the number 0488880811. Please don't hesitate to send that um, code SA138 to 048880811 and we'll enjoy this book. Well, I'm going to just have a, sh- a song uh, right now and we'll be back in a moment.
3: Fading memories ignored I crawl across the forest floor Who reflects an orphan child Dirty, lost, alone and wild, fatherless and nameless still, fallen hard and broken. Will there ever be a place where I belong? I cow beneath the monster trees and try to stand on tired feet. Gravity knocks me to the ground Where I give up and tears roll down I claw the dust and beg the end Curse the day that I began To hope there'd be a place where I'd belong I hear a sound I recognize you lift my chin and seek my eyes Song of love you sing to me I ache to sing it back to thee Father, love prepares a place Só... Som...
0: This is FateFM FM uh, Drive Time B Q and A with uh, Nick Rita, and uh, our co-host today is Tracy Papandreou. We are talking today about uh, what did Jesus say about the environment, and just before the break, uh, Tracy, you you brought to our attention that uh, you know Jesus, it's. Uh, um, the Creator, you know the begin, and then Jesus is the one who is in control of all things, God is in control of all things, he also um you know took us through Genesis, um uh, you know a couple of uh, passages there, and I wonder if uh, we we have only maybe ten minutes left now uh, and I wonder if you could uh, uh, take us a bit further uh, into into this uh, Tracy and maybe just you know. Uh, do you think that um i mean he would be encouraging of you know social activity or demonstration or, uh, or you know an unrest which it is mm. these look i mean even with this uh, um referendum here in uh, in south australia creates so much unrest you know and people uh, are uh, confused i mean w- what would you like to say in terms of how Jesus look at things when we talk about environment and all other aspects?
1: A, a lot of people don't. They're a bit uncomfortable about the fact that Jesus wasn't about social reform at a corporate scale, but rather on an individual scale. hmm so he preached about each person's heart needing to be changed. You know, I think of for example in Matthew twenty six, eleven he says, For you have the poor with you always, but me you do not have always. So he didn't when he was here, um, kind of say to say to the disciples, Hey guys, you know, we've got to do something about this whole poor situation mm. and we've got to make sure that we have institutions set up so that, you know, there won't be any poor. No, what did he do? He tried to encourage people to look out for their fellow man mm. and in their heart being changed, the end result would take take place. You know, I, I say a lot of the time, Nick, all of these reforms within ourselves have to come from the inside out. They can't be an outside in job. Our heart has to be changed and out of that changed heart, out of the Holy Spirit working through us, our hearts are changed and when we have a different way of looking at things we have more compassion mm-hmm. for the poor we have more compassion for for other people and that's how he talked about reform mm. rather than corporate scale reform rather than institutional reform mm-hmm. he talked about individual reform um, that would change more than just the poor. It would change not only the people who he had transformed, but th- those people that they would come in touch with because they would be working under his power then. They would be calling on the Holy Spirit to help them yes. to ac- accomplish those things. You know, um, he didn't seek to change those 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 things, and sometimes that's uncomfortable for people, mm, mm. you know. Especially, there are lots of churches who kind of social reform is their issue, you know, is their main thing, mm. rather mm-hmm. than um, you know working to spread the gospel and change people's hearts to know God and to mm. therefore. Um, surrender their lives over to his plans and his
0: ways. But you know, uh, instigating masses of people, you can control them, you can manipulate, you know, like that. But when you talk about the change in the heart of an individu- individual, the every person then take a, a position, an attitude to, to the um, whatever aspect of uh, life. And they are they take ownership of that. That's what I believe uh, Jesus is, was very keen in the transformation mm. of our hearts mm. rather than the mobs, you know, to control mobs and things like that.
1: Mm, because mm. even those things, you know, when they are controlled out of a human uh, perspective, uh we can't always be sure that they're coming from from the right
0: yeah. place. Yeah, you know, I, I
1: know people who get um, involved. I know that people get involved in demonstrations, and sometimes I don't really understand all of the. You know, all of the, the sides of the, of the argument, you know, they're just jumping on the bandwagon because their friends are involved in it. And I think, you know, I'm, I'm not saying that all young people are like this, you know, there's some very, um, considered and intelligent young people who will take the time to understand fully an argument. But I worry that sometimes, our young are kind of pushed into agendas that they don't necessarily understand all of the aspects Mm, of it because mm. they haven't necessarily had the chance to live all of those uh, life experiences now. Um, I think... You know, we need to remember that um Jesus reminded people that they must follow the laws of the land but only as far as they do not violate mm-hmm. any laws of God in Mark 12:17 he says render to Caesar the things that are Caesar's and to God the things that are God's. So, you know, we're spec- expected to be law-abiding citizens as l- as far as it does not cross against what um what uh God's laws said. I actually want to bring out also this that um that there is in Revelation 14, 6 to 7. Um, and this talks about um, what will happen at the end of time. And uh, this is John writing. He said, Then I saw another angel flying in the midst of heaven, having the everlasting gospel to preach to those who dwell on the earth, to every nation, tribe, tongue and people, saying with a loud voice, Fear God and live Give glory to him for the hour of his judgment has come and worship him who made heaven and earth, the sea and springs of water. What I worry about these days is that there's a lot of uh, Mother Earth worship
0: yeah and that' was that was revelation fourteen uh, chapter 14,
1: 14, 14. Six to seven six to seven yeah yes. I worry about that there's even you know you sometimes have Christians talking about Mother Earth mm-hmm. you know this is a, 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 a entity that does not have um any human kind of characteristics unless the human heart changes unless we render ourselves open to the Holy Spirit to transform us, then we will end up in exactly the same place. At some point, you know, maybe we would have learned from some points, but there would be others that would arise. You know, I mean, there's this, all of these ideas about, you know, space exploration in case this world uh, ends. Well, yeah, we, we just yeah. end up.
0: Yeah, well, uh, look, doing uh, the Tracy, um, time time is almost uh, up. I wonder if uh, if you could just uh, bring it together uh, in maybe in a few thoughts uh, here today. We again we. We talked today today about um, uh, what did Jesus say about the environment, or but we looked at a very uh, interesting aspect and perspective of how God look at things, not uh, we as humans. But can you just point? Few things uh, um, to our attention, and uh, we'll just close with a short prayer.
1: Yeah, we know that destruction is going to come. That's what the word says, but we don't need to be concerned because this is part of God's plan. As long as we're on board with Him, we will be just. Fine. Uh, We shouldn't be fatalistic. You know, we should do what we can as far as being good stewards of the land. But are you spending as much time preparing for the return of Jesus as you are worrying about what needs to be done about the environment? That's something that, you know, you should ask yourself. The Lord knew that the earth would reach its use by date, even from the beginning of time, directly after the fall, the earth and all of nature has been groaning under the curse and that's where we are, just... Um be a good steward mm. and prepare for Jesus coming and, and that's a, the best that we can do
0: Wonderful, thank you so much uh, Tracy and my dear friend don't forget to request this uh, free offer which we have for today and uh, Time Hope A Journey a journey to Eternity you just need to send us a text message with the code SA138 and that book is yours Tracy, would you like to say a short prayer please?
1: Sure, dear Heavenly Father we just thank you so much that Regardless of what's going on, we know that you have a plan, and that you uh, love all of those who uh, stand for your word. Oh, you love those who don't, but you know you wish they would come to you. Um, but Lord, we just pray that uh, you would help us to where we can do the right thing. Help us to be good stewards, and I pray most of all that your Holy Spirit was would help us to prepare for your return. In Jesus' name, amen.
0: Amen. Amen. Thank you so much, Tracy, again for that prayer too. My dear friend, um, thank you for being with us today. We we'll invite you to join us again because we are going to talk about the second part of uh, uh, the Bible, uh, church, and environment. And we are going to start with the question, is there danger in worshipping the Creator rather than the Uh, worshipping the creation rather than the creator please join us and uh, until then may God richly bless you and have a wonderful walk in the footsteps of Jesus and look after the environment this program is made possible by the support of
1: Adventist World Radio